We have been talking a lot, probably even too much, about the wrench that's been thrown in the year 2020. Not only are we not going to talk about it, and you know what it is, but we're not even going to mention it. Today, we're going to take a 10,000-foot look at what every business should have at the bare minimum to give them an opportunity of being successful. These things may seem obvious, but we would be a we would bet a dollar to donuts and I, Ed loves donuts that most businesses don't have every one of these things we'll mention on this episode of the Business Buffet. For the last 20 years, F1 for Help has been perfecting the art of computer repair. To get your computer repair done right the first time, give Joe at F1 for Help a call at 208-687-0183. Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with the cursory helping of veggies. Our Business Buffet Podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet Podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Hello and welcome again to the Business Buffet where we really, I think we really do our best to give you, the small business owner, some strategies, tips and tricks to use in and on your business to help you to be successful. I am Phil Anderson, and with me, as always, is Ed Bejarana. And between the two of us, we have around 60 years in business with business experience. Hi, Ed. Isn't it about 60 years? Yeah, I guess so. I, yeah. I, we did the math at some point. Yeah, I, was just, yeah. I just think I wanted to remind people, we're not coming at this because we uh, are touting ourselves as any business expert who have been you know, in business for four or five years. I'm, we've had some experience. Well, it could just be, though, that it's Friday afternoon and we don't want to do anything else but record a podcast. Well, I, I, have, I have told you off air, away from the mics, that... I kind of softly draw a line after we record a podcast as a soft end to my week, which it never is, but I put it down there anyway. Uh, I'll highlight here that I'm the one who's doing the editing. So yeah, he's done. I'm not. Okay. Well, I I remember three weeks ago, I did some editing. You did. You did. When Was you, it three weeks ago? When your computer decided when, yeah, to when say, my, yeah. I don't feel like working today. That's right. My computer just completely <laughs> died. And yeah, so. So how, how have things going, been going? You know, I am so crazy busy right now. You know, between COVID, which. I said we weren't going to mention it. Sorry. That's all right. You, you, but, you but did see, it. You didn't say what it, it was. Okay. <laughs> you just said it. Well, we okay, all know what so, it is. So between it and that other thing that's happening in the streets and <laughs> right. down in major cities, you know, my businesses that I'm supporting are just scrambling. And um, now, I guess the new it are the fires in California. Yeah, you, you're, some of your clients have been really yeah, affected by that. Yeah, I have clients that have lost their homes. Oh, man. And that is not, that is, there's just no way of looking at that and saying, yeah, let's just 
get up and dust ourselves off, guys. No. That is a very big issue. Oh, you know what? I just saw in the notes, playful and lively banter. Yeah. I guess uh, talking about riots, a pandemic, and fires isn't playful. I'm sorry. Well, you know, I actually there, was I said it again. <laughs> I know you did. And you and you just said it again. Yeah. yeah. So playful and, and, and uh, lively. Uh, I was going to make a whole paragraph, and I thought that would bore you to death. So I just put playful and lively banter. Because our notes are becoming less and less that's as right. we do this. That's and that's right. okay. But there are things that are, that are going on that are creating both of us to be pretty busy. And that's, and that's good. We just have to manage our time really well. Well, I mean, that's it. it you, you get so crazy busy. My wife is, is traveling right now. My, uh, my stepdaughter called on Sunday and said, hey, you want to go to Missouri? So Wednesday, Kay flew to... New Mexico, I guess actually Tuesday, she flew to New Mexico and drove across the country to Missouri with her daughter. And here I am. So now I'm doing double duty. And in the background there, I'll zoom in here for our Facebook friends, <laughs> are, are our studio mascots. You can't see, if you're watching on Facebook, you can actually see Roxy and Brandy doing their thing. So it, just looking for attention. You know, it, it's interesting. We... We bring this podcast together with the intent of providing education for you, the listener. Exactly. And I, and I think there's one underlying message that we kind of leave unspoken. Ooh. But you're going to speak it anyway. I'm going to speak it anyway. All right. Have fun. It really is. You know, f- fun makes everything. If you, it's, it's really funny because some people say, look, I love my job. I don't work a day in my life. Because honestly, if you can have fun in whatever you do, it makes it just so much more enjoyable. Well, it it decreases the idea of work. It does. You know, there's a lot of four-letter words I like. You know, ribs, meat, (laughs) fish, pork. You know, work. Careful. Work. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's one of those that fall into that arena. Grill. Wait, no, that's five. Hair. Yeah. Hair. That's, well, yeah. for me, I would like you, hair. You would like hair, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm wearing a hat today because it's like the the glare. We've been getting complaints. Um, we'd love to watch your you know, Facebook Live, but Phil's head is giving a glare. Yeah, well, I've got to polish the glass. But, mm-hmm. but you know, in all seriousness here, the, uh, the one item, this is the bonus item. We're going to give the bonus item right up front. Wow. I mean, the title of this episode is the top eight things every business must have. And, and I didn't tell Phil I was going to do this ahead no. of time. There's a ninth thing. And actually, I, I, I think it's the first thing that moves everything else down. You got to have a sense of humor. You know, that is, that's your unspoken thing, right? That's it. Yeah. I, so what do people do if they don't really have, if it's not in their DNA with a sense of humor? And okay. We're really digressing now, but when I had a, a facilitated one of the grade eight groups at the Innovation Collective, there was a, the last, yeah, the last week, the eighth week, right? There is fun. They go through health relationships, money, uh, community, all that stuff, right? Which are very important aspects of life. And they tout it as, you know, things that some things we're really good at, some things we suck at, but we look at all different eight um, areas of life. Fun is the last one. And this guy, he said to me, I, I'm not even joking, Ed. Can, can you really have fun in everything you do? Like, 
I worked and I never had fun. And and I thought he was joking. You know, and that's that's a sad it testament is. to life. It really is. I thought he was joking, and then I realized he wasn't. And we actually worked through some things and to the point where he actually started enjoying some of the weeks. Anyway, we do digress. Sense of humor. Enjoy what you're doing. Have fun. Look, if you can make that a habit, your paradigm, wow, life gets really good really fast. Well, you, call this an Ed-ism. <laughs> you know, maybe we should make a list and put it on the website. Or I want to have like, Phil's Osophies. You know, Phil's office. Oh, that's awesome. Phil's Osophies. Phil's Osophies. I yes. can't take credit for it's, that. That's from Modern Family. It's like a, a mammal in the ocean, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, so if this if this was going to be an Ed ism, the easiest way to find your happy spot is through a rack of ribs. I'm just saying. Food will help you find the happy spot faster than just about anything else. That we're going to use as a quote next week. I'll remember that. Um, so let's get back to business, shall we? Absolutely. Anyone can be in business. I mean, you fill out a few forms, pay a few bucks, bang, you're in business. So yes, we know if you own a business, you need and likely already have the obvious things like a business license, you know, the relevant supplies and business equipment, name and branding and a physical location if applicable, right? But Ed, I've talked to more small business owners that don't have some or even all of the other things that are also really important. Now, I don't care if you're a one-man shop or have 50 plus employees, there are some basic necessities that all businesses should have. And there is going to be one little exception on this list. I actually wrote this thing as the top five things. And then I had eight. And there's really kind of a, a priority list 1A and a priority list 1B. They're all important, in my opinion, and let's uh, maybe talk about a few of those things. Well, let me interrupt here. Yeah, let me just do. you know, having gotten to know Phil now over the last four years, I can see a joke coming. It's it's not that he was going to do the top five. He just <laughs> he just couldn't make up his mind as to which would which go ones? into the five. So he made it the top eight. It's uh, I it, actually it, had like twelve down, so I did whittle, yeah. and by whittling, I mean I took you know two of them and made them into oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're important ones. They're important ones. They but, really are. Yeah, but. They're really are. So let's dive in. Okay. One so, A. A business model or a business plan. If it's not written down, it doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, and I think that, you know, we've we've actually done episodes on almost every one of these points. But we are gonna kind of this is a review in a sense, but so important to have a business model and business plan. Ed, can you have a business plan on one sheet of paper? You can. It's called a business action plan. Yeah. The The idea of a business plan can actually be a little bit frightening. Um, business plans, they have a set structure, you know, executive summary, business outline, resources, marketing resource or marketing research, financing. There's There could be hundreds and hundreds of pages. And you go to a... Small Business Development Center is a great example mm -hmm. where they'll they'll coach you on creating a business plan. They'll provide you with software to uh, write the business plan. In fact, I was reviewing a business plan for a, a local gentleman who's doing a startup. 
And he had some sections in there. And I'm like, so, so why did you write this section in here? And he said, well, because it was in the program. <laughs> kind of reminds me of a story that uh, when you're growing up, one of the first things that you discover when you get married is that you know nothing about cooking. And, and it's that first time that you're going to have the whole family over for dinner. Oh, wow. And yeah. it's, it's got to be one of those special moments. So we decided that we were going to do a roast. And um, Kay was getting ready for the dinner. We're going to have like 30 people over, 20 people. I don't know. We were having a lot of the family over. And, and she, she cut the tip of the roast off and, and put it in the pan. I said, why would you do that? Said, well, because well, that's, that's the way my mom taught me how to do it. So why did she do that? So I, I don't know. I never asked. And grandma did it. That so way. <laughs> why don't we ask her? Mom's still alive. So we did. We called her and she said, mom, uh, my husband's asking, why, why do you cut the tip off of the roast? She says, well, I, I don't know. That's, that's yeah. the way my mother taught me. You always do that. So, okay. Well, this is grandma. Scott was still alive. Good genes in his family. <laughs> Levi's. So uh, we called Grandma Scott, and she came to the phone and said, Grandma, why, why do you cut the tip off of the roast when you're putting it in the oven? She says, well, I had to. It wouldn't fit. That's right. So so often we do things because, well, it's there. It's, yeah. We're supposed to do it. Never mind the fact it's got to have a purpose. That business plan has a purpose. Right. And an action plan for a smaller to micro-sized business Everything in it is purpose. It talks about what you do, who you do it for, why they want to do it from you, etc. So th the idea is, is you've got to have something that's written down that's the roadmap for how you're going to do what you do. And, and, the, and the business plan will seem overwhelming, and it can be, but it also forces you to think of some of these things. So... Whether it's a one-page business action plan that you, uh, down the road, start elaborating on a little bit, or a full-fledged, you know, nine-page document or 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 more or bigger, have it written down. Know what you are doing. Nine pages. Okay, my business plan hasn't gotten out of the executive summary yet. Is that right? Oh my goodness! How many pages is that? Well, the first business plan was eighty-seven pages long. Oh, wow! But you know that was on trade show industry research, so. I, I researched everybody that was in the business. That's what you have to do to know right, what right. is your competitive advantage. Small businesses, you don't have to do that. No. Uh, you know, and uh, we talk about culture and values, uh, your why. Uh, and I would even say your strong culture and values. If you don't know why you're in business, if you don't know who you are as you grow your business and company, and I get it. Some people just want to have a one-man shop forever but no there are only so many hours in a day for one thing there's going to be a cap uh but have an idea of the personality right well yeah um, now it starts to get a little difficult because how do you write down culture give me an example of how you would write down culture i'll give you an example uh, <clears throat> this is a part of our culture. We want to have really, really good customer service. When that phone rings, it will never ring more than three times. And that is something, look, it may be 
superficial, but it also may be the business owner, you, has had the phone ring so often when you're trying to get an answer from somebody, and it just pisses you off. So that's what you implement. Everybody now, three rings, you basically drop what you're doing when the phone rings and answer that call. Excellent, excellent. And next week, let me get... Let me just give a little tease here if Ooh. I can. So next week, we're going to actually be looking at a box store who is kicking the hell out of Walmart and Amazon. Oh, I love this. You're not going to tell us, are you? No. But no, you're teasing the you, heck you gotta, out of us. You got to tune in next week. But it has to do with what you just talked about. That's fantastic. But you know what? The, these are things uh, that define what your culture, what your personality what your values are right it you really get all the way back to the question of hey that's the theme of our conference this year starting with why why is that important you know social media digital marketing in business if you have to ask the question you you really need to uh understand a little bit more about what you're doing well phil let me ask you this though then. Okay. so if you you're gonna define your culture you're gonna have to in some cases make a decision that may impact whether people do business with you or not. That's correct. How do you resolve the conflict? So we had this conversation last week with the cancel culture, right? If you, if your why, if why you're in business, your, your personality, your fundamental value within your business. And you said yourself that you proudly put it out there and yeah, it, it's been, you know, 50% of the population you don't necessarily do business with, but the, it, the other 50% more than makes up for that. Okay. So if you are guided by those values and your personality and the culture that you're trying to build, okay, it will answer so many questions for you. Just knowing that. Excellent. What else? What else is on your priority list? Well, I've got product and service market fit. I mean, if you have a great product, but no market for it. <laughs> Can you give me an example of somebody you know, without naming them, I don't want to embarrass anybody, that uh, they went to, went to market with something that just didn't fit? Boy, uh, off the top of my head, well, we, I've, been, I've had a lot of people come to me with ideas, and I will ask them, do you know that there is a fit for it? Sometimes we make the mistake of we want this one product or we want this one service and it's not available. So we think, well, there's got to be a market for it, but we still may be that exception. I don't know if I can give you an, a an answer off the top of my head. How about you? You know, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I was working with this individual and they had um, sold this product and it was, I think actually they originally started uh, on on Amway. Remember Amway? I do remember Amway. They yeah. changed their name because Amway had a really bad uh, yeah. reception. Well, they it was some product that was in Amway, and it took off like crazy. And they wanted to just focus on selling just that product. I don't I don't want to name the product because it's, this was actually kind of a famous case. So they they retooled. They they dumped Amway. And they went into business selling this thing. And it was just a complete disaster. Right. The guy turned upside down his entire personal finances, lost his wife, lost his house, lost everything 
because he invested in something that he thought the market wanted. And what it actually was, was every time you bought this thing from Amway, you got this other thing as part of it. And it was the other thing that was the draw. It was the free gift that that came with the thing. So yeah, there's an example of a, of, of a product that just doesn't fit or you're not ready to do it. Another one, uh, I was working with a gentleman who uh, he wanted to go into the web development business. I'm very open. I'm kind of like you. Yeah, there's there's plenty of business in the in in the opportunity zone. Mm-hmm. There, you know, I, I can't possibly do all the business that comes to me already. So sure, I I help a lot of people. I mentor them, and and help them in becoming a web developer. And actually, there's some very successful businesses that are running today as web. De- companies that I helped mentor, helped get them going. Yeah. This one guy came to me and, and, uh, he was bound and determined to become a web developer and I worked with him and it was obvious in our second session, he didn't have it. He was in over his head, but he was going to do this no matter what. And he mortgaged his house. Oh boy. And I'm telling him, dude, don't do this. Don't do, I don't want to say his name because yeah. I think he might listen, but um, mortgaged his house and he couldn't do the work. He, he took a class and, and, and you know, got good at doing one aspect of web development, but completely lost track of the other thing. So that would be kind of like me trying to become a plumber. I'm not a plumber. I can't bend over kind of shoots me out of the marketplace. We had a plumber in our house today. Did you? And we had a toilet. Whenever you flushed it, it sounded like an airplane taking off. Mm, well, <laughs> that's kind of what it sounds like when I'm sitting down. Well, I can't, I don't think a plumber can help you, but the plumber did fix our problem. Well, at, I, you know, home. I recently went to see a plumber um, <laughs> Don, for the colonoscopy. That's but, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was a different kind of plumbing. Again, best nap in the world, 30 <laughs> minutes. Uh, how about strong leadership? Oh, my goodness. So I really vacillated on putting that in, but I couldn't pull it out. If you're a one-man shop, do you need leadership? What, you know, and he, he paused right there. That was the, the strategic pregnant pause where <laughs> I'm just going to shut up and Ed has to talk. Well, so, uh, because Ed refuses to have employees. And so do I. And the reason I refuse to have employees is because employees suck. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Having employees sucks. They don't want to be there. They just want the money. Honestly, if most of your employees, 99%, that's not fair. That's not fair. 95%. Still not fair. No, I'm going to stick with it. Okay. 95%, they, what they really want you to do is mail them a check and shut the hell up. They know what they're doing. They're going to do the way they do. And, and just shut the hell up. You don't know what you're talking about. With that said. I know that's an overstatement. It is because there are some businesses that have to have employees. Well, but you know, the reason why I say that is because I don't have strong leadership. I am not that kind of guy. You kind of want to, to empower people to be, you know, here's what needs to be done. Get it done. That's right. I'm a systems guy. Right. I'm, a, I'm, an, a, I'm a, an efficiency guy. My, my business, honestly, I can say, no patting on my back, is the most efficient web company in the marketplace. And name one other web development company you know that has built more than 2,000 websites <clears throat> by themselves in nine years. 
Yeah, I don't know of any. There's, there isn't any. And, and it's not because I'm just God's gift to web development. It's because you I'm st- efficient. And you stay in your lane. I you, stay in my lane. You know I, what you can do really well, and that's who you go after. By the way, huge market for that. Because your, your prices are really reasonable. Mm-hmm. Who can get a, a website building for a grand? No, that's right. You know, so that's really good. Now there are limitations, but not. But the limitations aren't really relevant for the person or the business that's having you build their site. They want a simple site. That's right. The number of times that I say no, which I guess this leads to leadership. Um, I don't lead employees who don't want to be there well. I'm, I'm an outstanding leader when I'm working on a team where everybody is just as committed to success as the owner of the business. Um, and I've been in business for, for 35 years, business and nonprofit work, and I've had raging success and I've had outrageous failures. And the failures were because I couldn't communicate with that individual who didn't want to do it. Somebody raises their hand and says, hey, I want to do that. And then they don't. Right. And, and I struggle with the, it's the second round of the communications. The first round, why didn't you do it? Well, I struggled with this, 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 and this. Okay, let's fix this, 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 and this. Right. And then they fail again. And I realize it wasn't because you didn't know how to do this, 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 and this. You're just effing lazy. Yeah. And, but we have to have. Uh, skills to be able to communicate what they're supposed to do too. So to answer your question, do you have to have strong leadership? Not if you're by yourself. Right. You just have to be really good with customers. I had a friend of mine who had a uh, design build company in Seattle. Uh, His dad was a renowned architect and he was following in his footsteps, but they also did the build. So they would design the house and build the house. And (laughs) he's... I'll never forget this. He said, and I had employees when I had the cleaning company. I had employees when I had the design build company. But Ross, God love you, man. He said, I would hire somebody and I would say, I need 10 holes that are six feet apart. And so the person (laughs) digging the hole would dig the hole and put it, the dirt, in the next, the place where he had to dig the next hole. Okay. (laughs) And Ross came back halfway through the project. He's like, dude, what are you? And he kept doing it, right? What are you doing? He said, take the dirt and put it away from the next one so you're not having to redig it. He realized very early on, if you have employees, you have to be very specific on the steps to take to get a job done. Uh, what do you say about that? I say we thank our sponsors. What do you think about that? Are you like most people in front of your phone and computer all the time? Computers can really be a pain in the neck. Many people slouch or strain their necks while working at the computer, as well as during their stressful commute. A recent study shows how jutting the head forward to read more closely compresses the neck and can lead to neck and shoulder problems, as well as pain going into the arms and hands. Laura with Abandon Your Aches Massage, is all about holistic approach to health and helping you live the life you deserve. She has years of experience in many types of massage therapy, ranging from light touch, cranial sacral therapy, to deep tissue trigger point therapy. Not only that, she can provide helpful stretches and has an entire line of essential oils that can keep you living your best life 
even after you leave her office. Let Laura help you return to your daily activities. Schedule a massage at ayamassagecda.com. Abandon your aches massage. Relief, relax, refresh. All right, we are back. Uh, I think Ed is calmed down after that story. Yeah, you know, but I, I got to jump in here. This is, you know, this is where I insert the idea that, um, you know, Zenith Exhibit Studios will help you produce your podcast. And this is, if you're watching Facebook Live, this is like just the greatest advertisement opportunity because you come into my studio for recording your podcast and you get to play with my puppies. Well, who knows in about a month or two that may not be the case we don't know we're not letting anything out right now well well let me just point this one out here because phil is petting my bitches (laughs) that's you how long have you been waiting to say that it it took a little while yeah and so all you ladies out there that is a real term uh a female dog is called a bitch period Uh, we you just took all the fun out of the joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't like conflict, and I don't like drama. How many times do I have to tell you that? All right, what's 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 next on our list? All right, so we've just been uh, walking through the eight things, and I'd say the eight top things every business must have to be successful. And we just went through four, which I've listed as one, the priority list one A. This is these are just as important, but not quite. So they're priority list one B. And I'm just going to say, have an effective website. And I'm going to take the headphones off and go use the restroom real quick. No. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know, boy, what a loaded statement there. Have an effective website. It certainly means means a lot. Well, you know, and what happens is people call and, okay, so I've built more than 2,200 sites. Um, It's it's 2,231 is I just started number 31 here Good job. this week. Um, Good job. But I've turned down probably that many plus because I knew talking to them, I'm just not going to be able to help you. Right. In the beginning, a lot of people came because, well, yeah, but you're the most af- in, uh, affordable web developer, and I, I understand you really understand search engine optimization. Yeah, I do, but I if I can't be successful with your site, I'm not going to do it. And... Uh, it, what rang true to me the best, what taught me the strongest lesson, I guess would be the way to say it is when a financial advisor came to me and said, Ed, I'd like you to build me a website. And I told him, I said, yeah, I I don't do websites for financial advisors. And he said, really, why not? And I said, because I, I can't get your site to rank. Yeah. You know, there's just way too many competitors with far larger budgets I was going to say, find a different industry, then yeah, I'll build you one. <laughs> well, I mean, no. Could I succeed with a five or a eight thousand dollar a month ad budget? Oh, Absolutely. sure. Yeah, you're you're right about you that. know. But exactly. if somebody's coming to yeah. me to build a website, it, you know, they're affordable websites. A nine nine hundred ninety five dollar website, they're not they're not hiring somebody to build a twenty thousand dollar website. No, it, so they don't have the, they don't have the budget to do the aftermarket. Exactly, exactly. So I I know from the get go that I'm not going to be able to get your site to rank. He says that's okay. I I don't want new customers for my website. I said what? <laughs> okay, you piqued my interest. Uh, so <laughs> you know that's kind of like me walking into the restaurant and saying no 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 I just need to use the restroom. Well, yeah. That how how many t- 
Yeah, never mind. No, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. You know, I think it's sacrilegious, but that's another podcast. <laughs> you know, this, this is the business buffet. You go Ooh, to a we restaurant. start a podcast eat. called Sacrilegious Podcast. That's it. That's it. So an effective website is what you want it to do. This is your business. Your website can have many, many different purposes. This guy's purpose, he just wanted to have a place where PDFs were presented in an attractive manner. Perfect. And those are shareable with a yeah. link. Yeah. I, you know, he, he didn't want to be found on the search engine. And actually, when I, when I listened to that, I stopped saying no right away. I started listening to the why. You know, why do you want the website or what do you want this website to be when it grows up? Right. And, you know, those people who say, oh, I just need a brochure. I just need an internet brochure. I, I know the other web developers listening to this are cringing right now. Right. Because they're saying, oh, I can get that site to rank. Well, maybe you could. And With enough money, it. so could I. Yeah. But that's not the kind of website that I do. That's not the way that I do my business. So if you know what your website is supposed to do, that's what we mean by an effective website. So I, I've got written down, you know, <clears throat> the obvious things, domain and hosting and email. But in my opinion, the bare minimum on most websites for most small businesses, okay, that I'm just <coughs> trying to qualify here, will have a homepage, an about page, a blog, a contact form. There's four right there. Yeah, I don't know that everybody needs a blog. Be absolutely honest with you. Well, that shows fluidity. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there are algorithms that are changing all the time. And as far as I can still tell, the fluidity aspect is a part of those algorithms. And, and it is, but because blogs are organized by time, and Google knows that, doesn't matter what platform it is, if you've got a blog, it's organized by time. Pages are time irrespective. Blogs are time dependent. So you publish one blog article, two blog articles, three years later, nothing. Your site's getting penalized because you've got a time-based resource that you're not keeping timely. So some assets will hurt you. If your goal is to attract new customers via the internet using an organic search result and you don't blog, and believe it or not, this happens a lot. I've got a client right now that they've got four times more traffic every month than they've ever had in the history of their business. They're a law firm, local law firm. When I took over the project, they were off-season getting about 200, 250 visits a month to their website. On-season, about 400, 475. We're tracking 2,500 to 3,000 visits to their website a month right now. And we don't blog every month. That's true. So it's, the blog isn't what's necessary for search engine optimization. What's necessary is content on your website that's directly relevant to your target market and complete understanding of the effectiveness or the goal of your website. So that gives you a lot to think about regarding websites. Now let's talk about strategic and insightful marketing. Now, Ed, right, rightfully so, asked me before we even went on Facebook Live, so how does the strategic and insightful marketing differ from what's going to be in your business model and your business plan? And the difference I told him was the, it's, it's, a, 
it's an action that you have to execute. So you have it down on paper in the plan as a line item, an action plan to do. And when you are actually doing it, it's a completely different thing. I know you can take that on every aspect of the business plan, but this one's really important. You know, in a uh, downturn economy, first thing small businesses, what do they do, Ed? They cut back on their advertising. Yeah, why in the world, right? Well, because it's a cost thing. It comes out of their pocket. But that's the last thing you should cut out in a downturn economy because, A, most people do cut it out, and, B, it's proven to be more effective in a downturn economy than in, when the economy is doing great. You know, I think where uh, where I had a challenge with your uh, wording in the outline before the show comes from is in my marketing plan, I talk about the marketing strategy and the core strategy. Anybody who knows me, anybody who's ever been in a networking room with me knows my strategy. There's no secret. My strategy is to make you have more fun because I'm in the room. Make you laugh. Make you laugh. Yeah. And sometimes I'll make you cry, but that's on purpose. Um, there's, there's, I think there are exceptions to there's that. Some things that I, them. There's some things that I could do to make your eyes water that you can't even hear. But, <laughs> but it, you know, that's a strategic outline of my marketing plan. Then there's tactical aspects to my marketing plan. That's not written in my business plan. I don't write down the tactics in my business plan because those could change in this industry every month and and in 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 this year oh my goodness i mean with this year it it right i'm not allowed to say well i mean you you already have i just wanted i just wanted one episode that we didn't you know focus on it you you know it's kind of like uh remember that beer commercial covid (laughs) covid (laughs) bud why covid sir (laughs) Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> COVID. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. for the subliminal so, yeah, negative aspects. So my idea there was the, the term strategic and insightful. I, I think actually the right wording is uh, tactical identity and purpose for, for your marketing. So, you know, if we're going to be running pay-per-click ads, we're going to be doing print, we're going to be going to trade shows, hell, we're going to be printing poker chips with our business name and throwing them down the street. There are thousands of tactics that you can do, but you can't do them all, especially as a small business. No, but you need to do more than one. You have to do more than one. And, and this is where we've really got to touch it. And this is again, a big thing for a big guy. You got to measure it. If you don't measure it, how do you know if you're doing it? That's it's right. Working? You yeah. have no idea what works. So I'm going to go to the next one, which is social presence. I believe. Now, here's where I'm going to take off the headset right. to go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, I believe every business should have a social presence. And I'm just going to say, despite. All of these, and I'm almost through the antitrust hearings from three weeks ago. Despite all of the censorship, because I do believe it will start coming around now that there's been a big light focused on it, and these guys are going to say, well, we may lose all of the control within our 
industry and our company. So we best not do this crap anymore, but time will tell. I believe every business probably should have a Facebook presence and probably an Instagram presence, but you need to know your audience. Where are, where is your target client? Where are their eyeballs? So let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, So social presence, Facebook, Instagram, why? Uh, Facebook, that's right now still where everybody is. Yes, it's the, the, it's where all the noise is, it's where everyone is. I don't know how else to explain it. And so, and right now they're, um, pay per play, uh, or pay to play, whatever their Facebook, uh, ads costs are actually dropping right now, which is kind of nice. We've had, we've seen, I've got multiple clients that are seeing better success now for various reasons. Now, it's still where most of the people have a presence. That's why I say Facebook. Instagram, same sort of thing. It's, it's right behind Facebook. And I only say that because of the numbers. There are plenty of social platforms that you can go, oh, do TikTok, or snapped and do TikTok. I mean, gosh, uh, even if it's not your target demographic, uh, if there are kids on there, they've got parents that the kids talk to about things that they see. So if you're very creative, go to TikTok and you'll get organic reach there. Learn how to do these things, but know where your audience is. Well, okay. So let me ask you another follow-up question mm-hmm. to that. Again, I'm, I'm taking advantage of the fact that we have a social media expert. So let's dive into this Hate the word expert. point just a little bit more. Um, so from a tactical standpoint, what, what's the most common thing you suggest a business do on Facebook and why? Okay. So what, if we're talking uh, general overall average strategy for small businesses that understandably don't have a lot of time to put in to social marketing, post something every other day. Oh, I will tell you this. I had a client who was ready to cut the cord from me. And I'm more than happy about that. I I think businesses should be running their own social and uh, all of those efforts because they know their business better than anybody else. I do my best to be their voice, but I can't be their voice 100%. So I walk through a whole checklist a litany of things. This is what you can do to be more efficient where you have it. You take a month and you're averaging maybe uh, an hour and a half of Facebook time. Okay. That's not bad. 90 minutes in a month. So part of that is you take half of that time and you go and you start pouring through some content that isn't your content, but related to your con to your business. And you schedule those things in advance. So now you've got them scheduled. You're going every other day at a minimum. And if something comes up that's postable, you just put, you go ahead and post. And then you always, always, always follow up with anything that's uh, any response. Always, always, always. It's like the phone ringing and you're just staring at it by not responding. It's, it makes no sense to me. So it's really very, very simple. It can be very simple. Now that's the bare minimum. And then and when you get in front of customers and you're talking to them and letting them know you have a Facebook page, if you would love it, if you'd visit it and maybe like it, 
Now you're starting to carry that relationship outside of when they're right in your store. You know, not to digress, but there was a couple of things you said there that I didn't want to interrupt because you were on a flow, but it kind of made me think of some things. You know, you talk about the pain of cutting a cord and I said, you know, I totally agree. Okay. You know, when my umbilical cord was cut, it was cold. It was wet. It was miserable. You remember that? I do. I do. <laughs> was it, did you still have PTSD from it? I do. I okay. Do. It, you know, it was, it, it, I don't like people seeing me naked. I'm just, you know, the, so, and then, then the other one, postable. And I'm thinking, you know, I come from the area, you do too, where going postal. <laughs> no, it wasn't was, postal. It was postable. was an issue. And I wonder if they went postal because the postable ideas in the post office wasn't something that they could post. I think postable is actually a brand name for little post-it notes. If I'm not mistaken. Right, right. You know, this whole, uh, wow, that was close. <laughs> way, to, way to go, puppy. So I, one of Ed's bitches just tried to knock my mic over. Sorry. <laughs> well, and you, you, you have to appreciate what it's like to record in Ed's studio with the dogs. All I know is right now is Roxy is sitting there licking <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Licking Phil's thigh. I'm just going to say that. It's so. more than me, but seriously, I mean, you've got to be able to pivot. And we have so far digressed on this episode. Yeah, we really like to keep this 25 to 30 minutes, and we've so blown what, that out of the water. what's next on the list there, Phil? Well, okay, so like the first four, I really struggled with having strong leadership in there, but I, I went with it anyway. The same goes with this one. Ample payment options. I got to tell you, it is frustrating this happens actually now in reverse retail stores. I would like to pay in cash. Oh, we don't accept cash. How in the hell do you not accept cash? Don't get me started. COVID. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is horrible. You know, now, I have the hot buttons. I know it yeah. has. So I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah. Yet this can be taken to an extreme. In fact, you and I had a dilemma. You wanted to pay a certain way, and I oh, said, "Oh, that's right." And I said, "No, I well, don't, I don't want to pay that, that way." Part of that, though, Ed, is is like, how? What kind of payments do you? You told me verbatim, "I take any form you have." You said that, so I lied. <laughs> well, it's well, actually, it, it wasn't that I lied so much as that you the, don't want to accept that the way. form yeah. of payment that you were using. That company went through a transition. And, and I got to explain this. This is Facebook. Yep. I'll name them. Yep. <clears throat> um, I used to manage more than six figures a month in ad revenue. Wait, our Facebook, Facebook feed just died. Just joking. You right, mentioned right, Facebook in a right. negative way. Okay. So um, when Facebook started doing their censoring, I pulled my customers out of Facebook advertising. Yeah. So when I told you I don't want to take payment from Facebook, it was I don't want to give Facebook anything. Right. I'm, you know, it's not that I'm calling for a boycott, but I'm boycotting them. In your, in your personal way, which you have personal control of. That's right. And now, you're not really giving Facebook anything because they don't take anything off the top. But the fact that they know your, my payment options, that sort of information, and thus your information. But now let me share this. This is, <laughs> it took two years to get there. Okay. But you can tell when a company is in serious trouble by who they call to drum up business. Now, granted, you, you look at my record and, you know, over a nine year period of time, there was millions of dollars that my customers invested in Facebook advertising and now it's nothing. So I get phone calls from my ad rep at Facebook 
hey, I noticed that none of your ads are running. I'm wondering if uh, you might need some help. F off and die. No, I didn't say it that way. I wasn't, I wasn't so rude. And I said, no. Well, uh, you know, can I, can I ask can why? Can you elaborate? I sh- well, sure. I think you're a crummy company. You I can think, get your CEO on the line with us. We I, can have this conversation. In a- I said, I think Facebook is evil, and I'm not going to do business with a company I believe is evil. And the guy was like, uh, yeah, well, I appreciate your input. Of course, they started with, I just want to let you know that this is being recorded. And I'm like, yes. Nice. Okay, so once would be normal. But then a week later, I got another call from another sales rep. Facebook is in serious trouble. Yeah. When they're calling companies like me. Now, okay, a million dollars over two-year, two-and-a-half-year period, that's a big account. But, but it's not. But it's not a big account. But it's not the Coca-Colas of the world. No, you look yeah. at these companies, they're spending a million dollars a month right. in advertising. Oh, easy, easy. And, and, you know, but they're calling companies like mine, which in the last year, I haven't averaged more than a few hundred dollars a month. And they're trying to drum business from me. Like I said, those ad rates have gone down now. Yeah, they're in serious, serious trouble. Ample payment options, you just need to have, in my humble opinion, you got to cover the basis. you got to take cash, check, and credit card. Yep. Down the road, you can worry about Bitcoin. Right. So, just want to say, running your own business is not easy. Ed, it's hard. And if you don't have the business basics in place, you're swimming upstream, fighting an uphill battle, running against the wind, and all of the other cliches that portray business results of poor planning, organization, and education. To run a successful business, it's worth the effort and additional costs of having the basics that we talked about today in place. So, Phil, you got a quote of the day for us? I do. It's a short one. Action is the foundational key to all success. Pablo Picasso. Well, that is it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. And remember to eat hearty in business. Is social media driving you crazy with all the changes? Learn from over 20 speakers at Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene as they present their social media expertise at the Croc Center in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, September 21st to the 23rd. For more information or to reserve your seat today, visit smwcda.com. Now in its third year, Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene and the Social Media Summit Inner Circle, helping you untangle the web of social media marketing. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Business Buffet Podcast. If you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.